Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. Hey, well, that was K-Dog rolling into the show right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah here we man. go. Here, here, we just, uh, we're rolling, man. It's another week, another week to be great. Another week another to be great. Another opportunity, man. Another opportunity to achieve some goals and be successful. So, And we like throw it. down every day as game day. And as much as we do this, I literally don't go a single day without thinking about the fact that every day really is game day. Well, it is. And, you know, you th- well, the way I think about it is all you have is right now. So when I wake up, I'm like, man, all I have is right now. I Right now is when I get to make my mark. So that's why I love that every day is game day, man. Every day you should be laced up tight. All you have is right now. That's outstanding. So, Coach, yeah. um, one of the things that, that we talk about early on, we, we, uh, we learned a new principle from you, and it's about as a runner – how do you stop time, right? How do you oh, maximize yeah. every moment? Yeah. The clock doesn't lie. So today's show, we're going to talk about time. We can talk about time management. We can talk about, you know, the, the brevity of life. But uh, there's, there seems to be a consistency about people who perform at a really high level. And, uh, and sometimes it just seems like uh, it's just doing the small things, right? Oh, I mean, to me, that's what it's all about, right? I always say less is more. And, 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 you know, in track and field, you know, your whole job is to stop the clock as close to zero as you possibly can. That's, that's your whole job. You know, it's not about other runners. It's about your ability to get that clock to stop as close to zero as you possibly can. And that's your job every day. It's not just on meet day. It's on the days that you train. And, again, in track, man, you get out what you put in. It's pretty simple. The only way to run fast, you have to train to run fast. But with that being said, it's about slowing down to go fast. It's about doing the little things over and over again. I call it going beyond boredom. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm bored, I'm bored. The boring stuff is what gets you to the other side. It, it's, those, it's those monotonous things that you just do over and over again so they're right. So when you're in the heat of battle, you don't have to think about them. They happen. They happen automatically. And when they're happening automatically, it allows you to focus on other things. And, hey, ordinary becomes extraordinary. Last night I watched uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay, so you don't get any more ordinary no. than, than Mr. No. Fred Rogers, no. right? No. And, and uh, it, there's a line in the film where he talks about how we're raising consumers, mm-hmm. how children from an early age are, are being trained to, uh, to just – view themselves as consumers and, right. and not understand their value and not understand uh, that who they are as they are is exactly right and, and, uh, and ideal. And so you see on the other side of the coin that, that, you know, that perception that you have to act a certain way, you have to, to perform a certain way, you have to do these things. And with social media, with television, you only see a fraction of the reality of what makes people great. Well, in a, you know, it, it, it's funny. Um, I love Mr. Rogers, and it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? You know, what I, what I always say is, I think if we help people to understand that you are your own brand. You know, I, I, I coined this thing uh, called branding yourself in the 21st century. 
you know, because it reaches a point that everything you want, everything that you want to do, you, you have to sell your brand. You, you have to sell the things that you bring, the things that make you unique. And for me, the people that, that's going to have the best brand are the people that can do little things. It's the people that can be kind every day, not just when it's convenient, not during the holidays, but that's just who they are. The people that will come early, because that's who they are. The people that are consistent, you know, work hard, that's who they are. See, those are the ordinary things. I always tell my, my student athletes, right, anybody can train hard when the coach is here. Anybody can, you know, study when the teacher is standing over you. But can you do those things on your own? Can you do those same ordinary behaviors? And to me, those are just ordinary behaviors. You know, like, like, like my kids, I used to say to them, why would I reward you for making good grades in school? You're supposed to. That's ordinary. That's not extraordinary. You know, why would I reward you for you know, making your bed? You sleep in it. That's ordinary. And if you learn to do those ordinary things, extraordinary is coming. But you can't have extraordinary without ordinary. Not going to happen. That's great, Coach, because I know uh, Friday we were talking about um, your one of your heroes, uh, Mr. Malcolm X, and his impact on humanity and even the misperceptions about what he brought to the table. And you got two characters, Martin Luther King Jr. and you've got Malcolm X. And I love those quotes, by the way, where you yes. read one and oh, you yeah. think it's Malcolm. You read another, you think it's Martin, and exactly. it's the exact opposite. Exactly. Right? Perception is reality. Um, but how do you talk to me a little bit more about extraordinary and progress? And, you know, again, you know, you pointed out to me, we're looking back 50 years, 50 plus years, and, you know, we're claiming that we're making progress as a, as a, as a, um, as a species, as humans. Right. Um, but you know, you flip on the news or you walk through a, a, a neighborhood, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Right. When you see some of these things, you know. We, we know that, that love is the most powerful thing in the universe, but where is it missed? Where, where are we missing? What's the missing link? And what's so, happening over time? Well, you know, our conversation on Friday, what made it so beautiful is we're talking a half a century later, right? And a half a century later, we're still discussing and having to deal with things that Martin and Malcolm was dealing with. But yet, when you talk to people, they'll say, oh, how much progress that we made? And, and I just don't see it that way, right? Because for me, it's like, if you just would have taken the two concepts that they had and then continue to do just those ordinary things, which was love, both, both of their concepts boil down to love. If you would have just taken those two concepts and really slowed down and made just that concept happen, we'd be a lot further along. You see what I'm saying? See, I think that we, we, we basically, we looked at Martin and, and his, his, his peaceful way of doing things and, and you looked at Malcolm and you say, oh, well, you know, he, this, this guy, he, he's a rebel. And it's like, well, no, he, he never engaged in violence at all. You, you can't see anywhere where he engaged in violence. The difference was Malcolm was smart enough to say, I'm a man. This is about humanity, you know, being a, a human. This is about loving each other. This is about the right to be able to, to, to learn and educate myself and to have economic power. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. See, but if you change the narrative to make one scary, one more acceptable, we can keep people divided. 
And I'm just saying at the end of the day, at the core of both of those men was one simple word, love. And with love, you can do anything. But to me, love should be an ordinary thing. That's not extraordinary. Why should it be extraordinary for me to love you like you're my brother? That, that should be like breathing. And to me, that's why 50 years later, I've had to have the same conversation with my sons that my dad had to have with me, which his dad had to have with him. So until we, we don't have to have those particular conversations, not progress for me. It's not progress. Progress is when everyone's free. Free to be who they are, anytime, anywhere. Free to not feel like they have to water down themselves and feel that they're less than just because of how they look or where they grew up. Those things should have no bearing on the, the, the ability of someone to grow and be whatever they want to be. Should have no bearing at all. The past couple of weeks, we've talked about two topics that we just mentioned, love and truth. And, and truth catalyzes love. When, when you have all the right information, when things are as they seem to be, yeah. then um, you know, those, those acts of love not just are given more freely, but they're received more wholeheartedly. And, um, and so I, I love the concept of the ordinary being found in love and, and just the daily consistency. You talk about character being so, a, a person of character is somebody who does what they say they're going to do. And, uh, and so I look at patterns in somebody's life and, and, you know, if you pay attention to those patterns on a daily basis, the small things, you can kind of tell if they're going to fulfill the big things. No doubt. You know, it, it's <laughs> my grandfather used to say, Almond, you know what happened when you do a lot of little things right? It's no longer a little thing because eventually it's going to end up being a very big thing. But if you cannot do those little things, you know, for me, it simply just goes back to if, if I have to tell you to do something that you say that's important to you, the chances of you being successful is going to be very slim because I still have to direct your path for you to do something that you say you love and that you want to be. Successful people, when they find that passionate thing, that thing that makes them, you know, light up, they're willing to do it. And they're willing to have courage enough to do it when everybody else tells them that they're wrong. To me, that takes, you know, exceptional people, but they're ordinary. They're just ordinary. They're doing what they love, they're doing what matters, and they're building a foundation that when adversity shows up, when obstacles show up, they can still stand. You know, if you get used to being extraordinary all the time and then all of a sudden adversity shows up, chances are you're not gonna come back from it. I see it over and over again. I mean, think about all the, the number of student athletes that you see uh, at a high school level that were great. They go to college, they don't last a semester. Think about all the collegiate athletes you see that are great. They go to the professional level, you don't hear anything. So to me, it's ordinary. I mean, we have story after story after story of people that are successful that when you look back over the course of their lives, you go, wow, they had humble beginnings. Like, how did they do this? Well, they did the simple things. That's all. Just worked on the simple things. It's never about the skill set. It's always about your mental capacity, your mental capacity to endure, to outlast things. So there's a difference between ordinary and average. 
Yes. Yes, it is. Because here's the difference to me. Average is when you look at other people and you want to just, I, as long as I'm running with, with, with everybody else and, and I'm in the mix with everybody else, I'm okay. Ordinary says, hey, look, these are the things required to build a solid foundation. And right is right, even if no one's doing it. So I'm just going to concentrate on doing these right things. See, you have a lot of average people, man. They, they, they don't concentrate on doing the right thing. They just want to be able to say, I'm part of the crowd. I'm just part of the crowd. But ordinary people say, I'm going to do what's right. And I'll continue to do it even if everybody else, you know, don't agree. Even if everybody else don't want to be a part of it. And sooner or later, they usually break out of the pack. And the next thing you know, you're asking simple questions like, how did they do that? It's like one of my favorite basketball players was Tim Duncan. And the thing about, I used to call Tim Duncan Mr. Fundamental. That's what I used to call him. I mean, because the stuff he did at Wake Forest is the same thing he did with the Spurs. Everyone knew what he was going to do. He's going to post up, fake left, turn right, over top of you. You look at the scores at the end of the night, Tim's got 20 points and he's got 10 rebounds. And you're like, well, when did that happen? Well, he got five points in the first quarter, five in the second, five in the third, five in the fourth. And he did that every night. Every night. Never fancy, never flashy, Mr. Fundamental. It's good stuff. Speaking of Tim Duncan, speaking of super freaks, this week we have a new super freak. Every week we have a super freak. And and I know that uh, when we identify the, the values of a super freak, it just magnifies and emphasizes those, those values uh, for each of us. And so... Tell us about this week's Super Freak, Coach. Well, you know, man, our Super Freak of the Week segment, I think what I love most about it is it's an opportunity for us to highlight and profile individuals that we think are getting things done and doesn't have to be an athlete. But, again, we're all athletes playing the game of life, right? So it's not a traditional athlete. So this week, I get to pick one of my guys. And I can say he's one of my guys because he actually works – works for us and, and, and helps me be able to do what I do, and it's K-Dog, Kevin Cox. K-Dog's in the house this week as a Super Freak of the Week, and I'll tell you why. Because I've had the opportunity now to work for work with him for over a year and just watch him grow tremendously. Like, his confidence level of the things that he, he does now is amazing. But I think that, that Kevin's learned to step back, slow down, believe in what he's doing. He get things right the first time. And to me, that's what you want. Like, he's doing all of these ordinary things, which makes our projects turn out to be extraordinary. You know, our clients love him. You know, we love him. And and all he's doing is what he said he can do. And he's consistent. And and that's what makes a super freak a super freak, is they do what they said they can do. They do the little things. They show up. They get there. They slow down to go fast. They get it right. And they get it right. So often that sooner or later you go, okay, that's a super freak. They get it right so often you go, wow, that's extraordinary. But all they're doing is showing up every day and using it as a game day. Slowing down, getting it right. So K-Dog's in the house this week. K-Dog is in the house. That's big time. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, And not a better example of... Ordinary leading to extraordinary. And, and when I hear the word ordinary, 
I also hear the word order. Yes. And, and when I hear the word order, I also think mandate, leader, king, boss. Yes. That you know. So I think over time, when you're consistent and people can trust you, they will follow you all and, day and continue to to trust your leadership. And so, I mean. K Dog, what a what an awesome leader! What an awesome in, uh, individual and example of living an ordinary life in a way that, to me, is is <laughs> extraordinary well, in today's it, it in today's world. It is. I mean, and like you said, I mean, just being a leader and uh, I mean, and, and just watching his confidence is is what's great for me because he's now taking that same level of enthusiasm and confidence and he's spreading it. So you know, even my man eighty nine. I mean, like just watching those guys, I go. I mean, you wouldn't know that they're not brothers. I mean, like, because they act like they're brothers because they go back and forth. But but just seeing the level of confidence that, that 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 he's brought and changed, and I'm like, the sky's the limit for us. And, and that's what helps this revolution, right? That's why this revolution is so real, because we're surrounding ourselves with those types of people. Couldn't have said it better, Rick Coach. Couldn't have said it better. I think uh, as we look to wrap up this show, one thought that comes to mind is is when you talk about time, there's that – world that we live in which is temporary right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's a world that 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 god lives in the mm-hmm. the the realm that he lives in that is eternal and it, and uh and i have a hard time sometimes wrapping my mind around what eternity looks like right um but you have the, again this concept of stop time and when you talk about stopping time I, that's what i think of i think of transcending time transcending the the stresses of this world the temporary things of this world and uh, this past weekend, the girls and I, uh, Kay, So, and Ellie, uh, we got together with Melanie, and I put a bunch of candles on the table. And, uh, and we didn't light them. We just talked about how a candle is really just a wick with oh, wax yeah. around it, mm-hmm. right? It's just mm-hmm. a piece of string with right. some fuel around it. And, uh, and I was trying to help them understand the concept of spirituality and, and, and how each of us has a spirit, but what does that look like? Right. So then we lit the candles. And then we talked about, well, that's who we really are, okay? That wick is just there Mm -hmm. to create Mm -hmm. a vessel for something to burn, to light up this world, to light up each other, to bring heat and energy. And so uh, we had a a really good time bringing the candles together, watching the flames burn higher. But um, talk to me a little bit about, for you, what it looks like to to transcend time. And and when uh, when do you look for those opportunities? How do you operate? How do you create habits that... uh, that you know that that give us that uh that 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 tap into that eternity see I, I love that you use the candles as as a way to be able to to show the girls you know what it's what it's all about to to light up the world um because for me the way that i stop time is by just doing the little things when i think of transcending and going to that next level uh it's about if I can stop time in such a way that I know that every day is game day and that I'm doing those little things, just like that candle, I can continue to light a million other candles and my light doesn't diminish. It doesn't diminish at all. And I think that's when you're really transcending. I think when you really get to that place to where you're confident enough to know that all that you have, you can share it with someone and it doesn't make you less than. Like you can give everything you have on the inside of you away, but it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't make you less than. Matter of fact, you know what it does? It makes you greater because now there's more light. So for me, reaching out and trying to help young people, 
for me trying to transform companies, the way I think of it is all I'm doing is adding more light. And the more light that I can add, the brighter all of our paths get. That's why I love this revolution that we have, because our revolution, again, is not against, you know, the establishment. It's not against. It's about are we being the best versions of ourselves? Are we taking the right information and passing it along? In other words, are we being the light? Are we being what we want to see more of? Are we creating that? So that's what I think of when I think of how do I transcend, you know, Ever since I met you, I've always told you, I'm going to live to 2,000 years. I got to be relevant for at least 2,000. And the only way I can do that is I got to be able to give everything I have away. I got to give it away. In order to do that, I got to keep doing the ordinary things. Because if I can teach people the ordinary things, the extraordinary comes. It's, it's a byproduct of that. But if I can't be the example of ordinary and show people how to be ordinary, we're never going to get there. So I'll, I'll just keep being ordinary. You know, we, we talk about my training. How do you make training look hard when you have a Home Depot yardstick and some cones? That's what I use. We're not fancy. It's just ordinary until you do it. And if you show up and you continue to do it, you'll be extraordinary. So, Coach, I know you're gonna you're gonna bring the yardstick right now. We got the the, the challenge of the week. Oh yeah, don't hurt oh, us yeah. too bad, Coach. No, I got you. You know this. <laughs> hey, this thing. Look, my job is to make everyone uncomfortable. You know, because <laughs> I live in an uncomfortable world. So I say, you know what? I want to make everyone uncomfortable because that's the only way to make them stretch. So, this week's challenge is really nice because it's one that we all can do. I want you to take the thing that you say you want most. I want you to take any dream that you have, any goal that you've set, and then I want you to break it down to its ordinary form, to its basic form. What do you need to do consistently on a daily basis just to make this thing a reality? I want you to don't, don't be pie in the sky and all fancy. Look at your goal and say, you know what? If I simply do this, if I do this every day, I'm going to get there. So this week, I want you to be ordinary. Just be ordinary. 89, what do you got? <laughs> Every day is game day. I mean, that's all you can say on that one. Yeah. Every day is game day. Great show. Hey, listen, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to catch you next week. It's always good. Hey, remember, pick up the new book. Pick up the new book, Lead With Your Life, and uh, let's be the light for some other people to be able to see and follow. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, I think we're rolling. All right, well, that was K-Dog rolling into the show right there. Yeah, yeah, we man. Here, here, we just, uh, we're rolling, man. It's another week, another week to be great. Another, another opportunity, great. man. Another opportunity to achieve some goals and be successful. So, I like it. And every day is game day. And as much as we do this, I literally don't go a single day without thinking about the fact that every day really is game day. Well, it is. And, you know, you th well, the way I think about it is all you have is right now. So when I wake up, I'm like, man, all I have is right now. I Right now is when I get to make my mark. So that's why I love that every day is game day, man. Every day you should be laced up tight. All you have is right now. That's outstanding. So, Coach, yeah. um, one of the things that, that we talk about early on, we, we, uh, we learned a new principle from you, and it's about, as a runner, 
how do you stop time, right? How do you oh, yeah. maximize every moment? Yeah. The clock doesn't lie. So today's show, we're going to talk about time. We can talk about time management. We can talk about, you know, the, the brevity of life. But uh, there's, there seems to be a consistency about people who perform at a really high level. And, uh, and sometimes it just seems like uh, it's just doing the small things, right? Oh, I mean, to me, that's what it's all about, right? I always say less is more. And, and, and you know, in track and field, you know, your whole job is to stop the clock as close to zero as you possibly can. That's, that's your whole job. You know, it's not about other runners. It's about your ability to get that clock to stop as close to zero as you possibly can. And that's your job every day. It's not just on meet day. It's on the days that you train. And again, in track, man, you get out what you put in. It's pretty simple. The only way to run fast, you have to train to run fast. But with that being said, it's about slowing down to go fast. It's about doing the little things over and over again. I call it going beyond boredom. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm bored, I'm bored. The boring stuff is what gets you to the other side. It, it's, those, it's those monotonous things that you just do over and over again so they're right. So when you're in the heat of battle, you don't have to think about them. They happen. They happen automatically. And when they're happening automatically, it allows you to focus on other things. And, hey, ordinary becomes extraordinary. Last night I watched uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay, so you don't get any more ordinary no. than, than Mr. No. Fred Rogers. No, right? no, no. And uh, it, there's a line in the film where he talks about how we're raising consumers, mm -hmm. how children from an early age are, are being trained to uh, to just view themselves as consumers and, right. and not understand their value and not understand uh, that who they are as they are is exactly right and and uh, and ideal. And so you see on the other side of the coin that that you know. That perception that you have to act a certain way, you have to to perform a certain way, you have to do these things, and with social media, with television, you only see a fraction of the reality of what makes people great. Well, in a, you know, it, it, it's funny. Um, I love Mr. Rogers, and it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? You know what I what I always say is, I think if we help people to understand that you are your own brand. You know, I, I, I coined this thing uh, called branding yourself in the 21st century, you know, because it reaches a point that everything you want, everything that you want to do, you, you have to sell your brand. You, you have to sell the things that you bring, the things that make you unique. And for me, the people that, that's going to have the best brand are the people that can do the little things. It's the people that can be kind every day, not just when it's convenient, not during the holidays, but that's just who they are. The people that will come early, because that's who they are. The people that are consistent, you know, work hard, that's who they are. See, those are the ordinary things. I always tell my, my student athletes, right, anybody can train hard when the coach is here. Anybody can, you know, study when the teacher is standing over you. But can you do those things on your own? Can you do those same ordinary behaviors? And to me, those are just ordinary behaviors. You know, like, like, like my kids, I used to say to them, why would I reward you for making good grades in school? You're supposed to. That's ordinary. That's not extraordinary. You know, why would I reward you for you know, making your bed? You sleep in it. That's ordinary. And if you learn to do those ordinary things, 
Extraordinary is coming. But you can't have extraordinary without ordinary. Not going to happen. That's great, Coach, because I know uh, Friday we were talking about um, your one of your heroes, uh, Mr. Malcolm X, and his impact on humanity, and even the misperceptions about what he brought to the table. And you've got two characters, Martin Luther King Jr., and you've got Malcolm X. And I love those quotes, by the way, where you yes. read one, oh, you yeah. think it's Malcolm, you read another, you think it's Martin, exactly. it's the exact opposite. Exactly. Right? Perception is reality. Um, but how do you talk to me a little bit more about extraordinary and progress? And, you know, again, you know, you pointed out to me, we're looking back 50 years, 50 plus years, and, you know, we're claiming that we're making progress as a, as a, as a, um, as a species, as humans. Right. Um, but, you know, you flip on the news or you walk through a, a neighborhood, it's a beautiful day in there. Right. When you see some of these things, you know, we, we know that, that love is the most powerful thing in the universe, but where is it missed? Where, where are we missing? What's the missing link? What's so, happening over time? Well, you know, our conversation on Friday, what made it so beautiful is we're talking a half a century later, right? And a half a century later, we're still discussing and having to deal with things that Martin and Malcolm was dealing with. But yet, when you talk to people, they'll say, oh, how much progress that we made. And, and I just don't see it that way, right? Because for me, it's like, if you just would have taken the two concepts that they had and then continued to do just those ordinary things, which was love, both, both of their concepts boil down to love. If you would have just taken those two concepts and really slowed down and made just that concept happen, we'd be a lot further along. You see what I'm saying? See, I think that we, we, we basically, we looked at Martin and, and his, his, his peaceful way of doing things, and, and you looked at Malcolm, and you say, oh, well, you know, he, this, this guy, he, he's a rebel. And it's like, well, no, he, he never engaged in violence at all. You, you can't see anywhere where he engaged in violence. The difference was Malcolm was smart enough to say, I'm a man. This is about humanity, you know, being a, a human. This is about loving each other. This is about the right to be able to, to, to learn and educate myself and to have economic power. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. See, but if you change the narrative to make one scary, one more acceptable, we can keep people divided. And I'm just saying at the end of the day, at the core of both of those men was one simple word, love. And with love, you can do anything. But to me, love should be an ordinary thing. That's not extraordinary. Why should it be extraordinary for me to love you like you're my brother? That, that should be like breathing. And to me, that's why 50 years later, I've had to have the same conversation with my sons that my dad had to have with me, which his dad had to have with him. So until we, we don't have to have those particular conversations, not progress for me. It's not progress. Progress is when everyone's free. Free to be who they are, anytime, anywhere. Free to not feel like they have to water down themselves and feel that they're less than just because of how they look or where they grew up. Those things should have no bearing on the, the, the ability of someone to grow and be whatever they want to be. Should have no bearing at all past couple of weeks we've talked about two topics that we just mentioned love and truth and 
and truth catalyzes love. When, when you have all the right information, when things are as they seem to be, yeah. then um, you know, those, those acts of love not just are given more freely, but they're received more wholeheartedly. And, um, and so I, I love the concept of the ordinary being found in love and, and just the daily consistency. You talk about character being so, a, a person of character is somebody who does what they say they're going to do. And, uh, and so I look at patterns in somebody's life and, and, you know, if you pay attention to those patterns on a daily basis, the small things, you can kind of tell if they're going to fulfill the big things. No doubt. You know, it, it's <laughs> my grandfather used to say, Almond, you know what happened when you do a lot of little things right? It's no longer a little thing because eventually it's going to end up being a very big thing. But if you cannot do those little things, you know, for me, it simply just goes back to if, if I have to tell you to do something that you say that's important to you, the chances of you being successful is going to be very slim because I still have to direct your path for you to do something that you say you love and that you want to be successful people when they find that passionate thing, that thing that makes them, you know, light up, they're willing to do it. And they're willing to have courage enough to do it when everybody else tells them that they're wrong. To me, that takes, you know, exceptional people. But they're ordinary. They're just ordinary. They're doing what they love. They're doing what matters. And they're building a foundation that when adversity shows up, when obstacles show up, they can still stand. You know, if you get used to being extraordinary all the time and then all of a sudden adversity shows up, chances are you're not going to come back from it. I see it over and over again. I mean, think about all the, the number of student athletes that you see uh, at a high school level that were great. They go to college. They don't last a semester. Think about all the collegiate athletes you see that are great. They go to the professional level. You don't hear anything. So to me, it, it's ordinary. I mean, we have story after story after story of people that are successful that when you look back over the course of their lives, you go, wow, they had humble beginnings. Like, how did they do this? Well, they did the simple things. That's all. Just worked on the simple things. It's never about the skill set. It's always about your mental capacity, your mental capacity to endure, to outlast things. So there's a difference between ordinary and average. Yes. Yes, it is. Because here's the difference to me. Average is when you look at other people and you want to just, as long as I'm running with, with, with everybody else and, and I'm in the mix with everybody else, I'm okay. Ordinary says, hey, look, these are the things required to build a solid foundation. And right is right, even if no one's doing it. So I'm just going to concentrate on doing these right things. See, you have a lot of average people, man. They they, they don't concentrate on doing the right thing. They just want to be able to say, I'm part of the crowd. I'm just part of the crowd. But ordinary people say, I'm going to do what's right. And I'll continue to do it even if everybody else, you know, don't agree, even if everybody else don't want to be a part of it. And sooner or later, they usually break out of the pack. And the next thing you know, you're asking simple questions like, how did they do that? It's like one of my favorite basketball players was Tim Duncan. And the thing about, I used to call Tim Duncan Mr. Fundamental. That's what I used to call him. I mean, because the stuff he did at Wake Forest is the same thing he did with the Spurs. Everyone knew what he was going to do. He's going to post up, fake left, turn right, 
over top of you. You look at the scores at the end of the night, Tim's got 20 points and he's got 10 rebounds. And you're like, well, when did that happen? Well, he got five points in the first quarter, five in the second, five in the third, five in the fourth. And he did that every night. Every night. Never fancy, never flashy. Mr. Fundamental. It's good stuff. Speaking of Tim Duncan, speaking of super freaks, this week we have a new super freak. Every week we have a super freak. And, and I know that uh, when we identify the, the values of a super freak, it just magnifies and emphasizes those, those values uh, for each of us. And so tell us about this week's super freak. Coach. Well, you, you know, man, our super freak of the week segment, I think what I love most about it is it, it's an opportunity for us to highlight and profile individuals that we think are getting things done and doesn't have to be an athlete. But again, we're all athletes playing the game of life, right? So it's not a traditional athlete. So this week, I get to pick one of my guys, who, and I can say he's one of my guys because he actually works works for us and, and, and helps me be able to do what I do, and it's K-Dog, Kevin Cox. K-Dog's in the house this week as a super freak of the week, and I'll tell you why. Because I've had the opportunity now to work for work with him for over a year, and just watch him grow tremendously. Like his confidence level of the things that he, he does now is amazing. But I think that, that Kevin's learned to step back, slow down, believe in what he's doing. He get things right the first time. And to me, that's what you want. Like he's doing all of these ordinary things, which makes our projects turn out to be extraordinary. You know, our clients love him. You know, we love him. And, and all he's doing is what he said he can do. And he's consistent. And and that that's what makes a super freak a super freak. Is they do what they say they can do. They do the little things. They show up. They get there. They slow down to go fast. They get it right. And they get it right so often that sooner or later you go, okay, that's a super freak. They get it right so often you go, wow, that's extraordinary. But all they're doing is showing up every day and using it as a game day. Slowing down, getting it right. So K Dog's in the house this week. K Dog is in the house. That's big time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and not a better example of ordinary leading to extraordinary. And and when I hear the word ordinary, I also hear the word order. Yes. And, and when I hear the word order, I also think mandate, leader, king, boss. Yes. That, you know. So I think over time, when you're consistent and people can trust you they will follow you all day and, and continue to to trust your leadership and so i mean k-dog what a what an awesome leader what an awesome in, uh individual and example of living an ordinary life in a way that to me is is well, <laughs> extraordinary it, it, it is it is i mean and like you said i mean just being a leader and uh i mean and, and just watching his confidence is, is what's great for me because he's now taking that same level of enthusiasm and confidence and he's spreading it. So, you know, even my man, 89, I mean, like just watching those guys, I go, I mean, you wouldn't know that they're not brothers. I mean, like, cause they act like they're brothers cause they go back and forth, but, but just seeing the level of confidence that, 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 that he's brought and changed. And I'm like, the sky's the limit for us. And, and that's what helps this revolution, right? That's why this revolution is so real because we're surrounding ourselves with those types of people. 
couldn't have said it better, but Coach, couldn't have said it better. I think uh, as we look to wrap up this show, one thought that comes to mind is, is when you talk about time, there's that world that we live in, which is temporary, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a the world that, that, that God lives in, the, mm -hmm. the, the realm that he lives in that is eternal. And, and, uh, and I have a hard time sometimes wrapping my mind around what eternity looks like. Right. Um, but you have, again, this concept of stop time. And when you talk about stopping time, I, that's what I think of. I think of transcending time, transcending the, the stresses of this world, the temporary things of this world. And uh, this past weekend, the girls and I, uh, Kay, So, and Ellie, uh, we got together with Melanie. And I put a bunch of candles on the table. And, uh, and we didn't light them. We just talked about how a candle is really just a wick with oh, wax yeah. around it. Mm -hmm. right? It's just mm -hmm. a piece of string with right. some fuel around it. And, uh, and I was trying to help them understand the concept of spirituality and, and, and how each of us has a spirit. But what does that look like? Right. So then we lit the candles. And then we talked about, well, that's who we really are. Okay, that wick is just there mm -hmm. to create mm -hmm. a vessel for something to burn, to light up this world, to light up each other, to bring heat and energy. And so uh, we had a, a really good time bringing the candles together, watching the flames burn higher. But um, talk to me a little bit about, for you, what it looks like to, to transcend time. And, and when, do you, uh, when do you look for those opportunities? How do you operate? How do you create habits that, uh, that, you know, that, that give us that, uh, that, that, that tap into that eternity? See, I, I love that you use the candles as as a way to be able to to show the girls, you know, what it's what it's all about to to light up the world. Um, because for me, the way that I stop time is by just doing the little things. When I think of transcending and going to that next level, uh, it's about if I can stop time in such a way that I know that every day is game day and that I'm doing those little things, just like that candle, I can continue to light a million other candles and my light doesn't diminish. It doesn't diminish at all. And I think that's when you're really transcending. I think when you really get to that place to where you're confident enough to know that all that you have, you can share it with someone and it doesn't make you less than. Like you can give everything you have on the inside of you away, but it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't make you less than. Matter of fact, you know what it does? It makes you greater because now there's more light. So for me, reaching out and trying to help young people, for me trying to transform companies, the way I think of it is all I'm doing is adding more light. And the more light that I can add, the brighter all of our paths get. That's why I love this revolution that we have, because our revolution, again, is not against, you know, the establishment. It's not against, it's about are we being the best versions of ourselves? Are we taking the right information and passing it along? In other words, are we being the light? Are we being what we want to see more of? Are we creating that? So that's what I think of. When I think of how do I transcend, you know, Ever since I met you, I've always told you, I'm going to live for 2,000 years. i got to be relevant for at least 2,000. And the only way I can do that is got to be able to give everything I have away. i got to give it away. In order to do that, i got to keep doing the ordinary things. Because if I can teach people the ordinary things, the extraordinary comes. It's, it's a byproduct of that. But if I can't be the example of ordinary and show people how to be ordinary, 
we, we're never going to get there. So I'll, I'll just keep being ordinary. You know, we, we talk about my training. How do you make training look hard when you have a Home Depot yardstick and some cones? That's what I use. We're not fancy. It's just ordinary until you do it. And if you show up and you continue to do it, you'll be extraordinary. So, Coach, I know you're going to you're gonna bring the yardstick right now. We got the, the challenge of the week. Oh, yeah. Don't hurt oh, yeah. too bad. Coach. No, I got to. You know, this thing, hey, this thing, look, my job is to make everyone uncomfortable, you know, because <laughs> I live in an uncomfortable world. So I say, you know what, I want to make everyone uncomfortable because that's the only way to make them stretch. So this week's challenge is really nice because it's one that we all can do. I want you to take the thing that you say you want most, I want you to take any dream that you have, any goal that you've set, and then I want you to break it down to its ordinary form, to its basic form. What do you need to do consistently on a daily basis just to make this thing a reality? I want you to, don't, don't be pie in the sky and all fancy. Look at your goal and say, you know what? If I simply do this, if I do this every day, I'm going to get there. So this week, I want you to be ordinary. Just be ordinary. 89, what do you got? <laughs> Every day's game day. I mean, that's all you can say on that one. Yeah. Every day's game day. Great show. Hey, listen, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to catch you next week. It's always good. Hey, remember, pick up the new book. Pick up the new book, Lead With Your Life, and uh, let's be the light for some other people to be able to see and follow. And